Hi, everybody. I'm Ross the Boss, and I'm here with... I'm a hustler, baby. Just want, just want you to know what up. We're going to kill this fantasy football season this so, year. I'm excited. It's, it's going to be a great year. I'm excited, too. And tonight, today's episode, I'm excited about... We'll talk about running back handcuffs. If we have time, we'll talk about fantasy buffs, busts that we predict might happen this year. So make sure you listen to who we think are going to be big busts this year that you probably took in your draft because you don't listen to the hustler and the boss. So before we get started, I always like to, I always like to talk about little news in the NFL, what's going on. Um, something that made me laugh. Aaron Rodgers, a couple of years ago, between his MVP bids, uh, he went to Peru and tried that. Did we try that drink? The, what's a, 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 say, I, I, ayahuasca, right? Ayahuasca. Have you tried that before? I have not tried it. I have never tried ayahuasca before. Um, yeah, it's uh, and he didn't do it in between MVP seasons. He said he did it in between his real shitty season and oh, the I thought it was the twenty. I thought he did twenty twenty. So I know he won the MVP in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. But but ayahuasca, I I never did it either. I know people that have, and it makes you throw up. It makes you hallucinate. It's, it doesn't sound anything attractive. I want to do. It's not like. I'm aiming to go to Peru and it's a whole ceremony they do. It's just a, you just don't get it and you take it in your room. It doesn't work like that. You basically, what opens your third eye is what it is. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things that our brain isn't really, uh, you know, capable of doing all the time. And uh, you take some of these things like ayahuasca and I don't know, you just, you see things a little differently. So do you think the league should penalize him? Because I'm, um, you know, ayahuasca, they say it's not on the, it's on the banned substance list, which makes me, I mean, is it really on the list? Is there really players that are drinking this stuff in the off season and causing havoc? No, I, have, I, I doubt that a lot of people are, um, are taking it on a normal basis. So long story short, the league decided not to find him, not to, not to suspend him, Just give him a free pass, which I think is the right thing to do. It doesn't entice you to become a better player because you take this. If ayahuasca. you're breaking a rule that doesn't exist, are you even breaking a rule? No. If a tree falls in a forest and no one hears it, does the tree fall? <laughs> so, long story short, it's it's unbelievable what 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 kind of news comes out during the preseason when people are so bored. Yeah. Um, another story that was 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 I was made me mad actually. Kareem Hunt demanded demanded a trade from the Cleveland Browns, a team that brought him in after he had that video of beating up that girl in the Las Vegas hotel room video of that. And, you know, and the Browns gave him a contract, just not a contract. They gave him a four year extension. And all of a sudden he wants, I want to be traded. And basically what happened was uh, the Browns said no. And he went back to work the next day. It was like the stupidest. It was like, it was like he demands it. And then they said, no. And he said, Oh, okay. be Okay. Go back to your room. And study, which he did, you know. Well, we don't know the exp the extent because I mean, I feel like if anyone says that they want to trade, they're gonna say, "Oh, he was demanding a trade. He's all in uproar, and he's like a cancer to the you know to the team or whatever." And well, that's not really the case all the time. Who knows what he said other than because I mean, it probably wasn't even him. It was probably his agent who requested well, what a trade. It, what what, from what the it team. does is, you know, so, uh, running backs going to get hurt during the year. We all know this. That's why we're talking handcuffs. So basically. It's going to open up some GM's minds and saying, well, I wonder if Kareem Hunt wants to be traded to my team. 
um, after my star running back goes down, which I'm sure every top of the list GM has Kareem Hunt as a guy to come into their system during the season to fill in for their star running back. I'm sure that's like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a GM, but I can guarantee he'll be on top of my list, especially saying that he wants to be traded during the offseason. So it could have been just a, a, a ploy by him just to open GM's eyes and ears to say, you know, he's not happy there. He wants to leave. So it could be it could be a ploy. What do you think? No, I think he wants to go somewhere and get paid, go somewhere, be more of a part of the offense because he's always going to be second fiddle to Nick Chubb. I mean, that's what it is. Like Kareem Hunt isn't really going to get a lot of the TDs. I mean, even though he gets a lot here and there that like really annoy the Nick Chubb managers, he's still playing second fiddle. He's not going to get a lot of touches and he's not going to get a real big payday being, um, you know, second fiddle in that offense. I also like Ernest Johnson in that offense too. You know, remember last year or a couple years ago, he filled in, he was like a hundred something yards, two touchdowns, it was unbelievable. So in fantasy wise, is Kareem Hunt's value go up or down in your eyes? Because of what happens. the same, stays the same. Stays the same. So you, you know, he's a seventh, eighth rounder, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's being drafted after um, RB 20, you know, for sure. Yeah. Like he's getting more into like the 30 ranges. So, I mean, he's being drafted as a flex player. A lot of times he's being drafted as a bench player, especially if you play in uh, leagues with smaller um, starting rosters. So, yeah, I don't, his his capital is not being affected at all. What up, so, Sir Bongs a lot? <laughs> yeah, just don't sit, just don't go with him to Vegas and party in rooms with him with women. That Stay away from that. So he wants to get paid. He feels like he's a long time removed, you know, from that situation. But I know. I he's still, it. I mean, it's. Still not. I mean, he should have. He should have signed a one-year contract or a two-year contract or something, and not. He's lucky he signed it. a contract. Okay, he's lucky he signed a deal after that whole thing happened, and he got it on tape. It wasn't like hearsay. The whole throw situation we watched on video. You know, that's that's the beauty of it. Stay with Ray Rice. What happened to Ray Rice? Never played again. Yeah. Bye bye. So, yep. let's talk about kickers. You don't really care about. It's a subject in which you are. Don't you don't really pay attention to kickers? You outlaw them from your fantasy leagues. Justin Tucker, who I think is the best kicker in the league, um, hands down, signed a four-year, twenty-four million dollar deal, which is a record-setting deal for a kicker. Um, too much, too little. It doesn't matter. Now for him, he's worth every penny. I mean, that's six mil a year. You know, it's not like he's getting paid like a quarterback. He's getting paid like, like above a mid-level running back. You know, and um, yeah, he's worth it for sure. I mean, we're talking about a guy who rarely misses. We're talking about, I, I mean, look at all the uh, championships that the Patriots won because of their kicker, you know, and like how many shots the Colts blew because of their kicker, you know. Um, so, I, I mean, kickers are important to the NFL, especially when you get to the playoffs, when you start going up against these hard nosed teams. So I, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's bad for the NFL. I mean, that was a really good contract for him. Justin Tucker's the man in real life, but in fantasy, they got no room for kickers on my roster. I just don't. That's the that's the player talking. No room for kickers on his roster. That's an exact quote. What up, Titans? And what up, Josh? Josh, Titans, what's up, player? So let's talk about Hard Docs premieres tonight. Yes, tonight. Oh, oh yeah. Detroit Lions, probably the most boringest team in football. For some reason, HBO picked them. Jared Goff, who has been on Hard Knocks before with the Rams, who has a personality of a tick, 
um, it, it, you know, he, he, they, he sits there in his house and plays video games. That, that's, his, that's what he does. Nothing wrong with that. But to watch it on TV is not the most exciting thing in the world. But again, the you can't talk like that, Ross. You're aging yourself. Not when, it's like, <laughs> not when there's guys who have millions of views on YouTube for you know playing to video watch games. A, to watch a young quarterback play video games on a football show is not great TV. What do you think? Well, I remember that <coughs> that uh, that whole season was kind of whatever. I didn't even watch Hard Knocks. You don't uh, watch it. Year. You're not interested. There's not enough naked women in for you. I get it. Well, I mean, I, th- I think COVID just changed a lot of the way that things were going around because, uh, you know, we go back five, six years. I mean, I was really invested in hard knocks. You know, you can go back to the Tampa Bay year that they were on. Like, cool. Tampa Bay, I believe it was great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Detroit, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the only well, clip I, I saw was uh, Jonathan. You and I don't like Detroit players anyway. We stay, we stay way away from Detroit players. I know we talked about it. The so, one clip that I the one clip that I did see was uh, Jamal Williams, you know, getting in the middle of the uh, they're about looks like they were about to break practice or whatever, and almost start it starts crying. He's like that three win team wasn't us. <laughs> I did see a clip too. I saw Aiden Hutchinson, um, the okay. rookie, the rookie uh, defensive lineman from Michigan. Yeah, um, you know they have a talent contest every year with the rookies. He okay. sang Billy Jean, and it was yeah. really it was really good. I mean, That's you cool. got to watch it. It was really a I mean, I've seen that the rookie con they always show it every year. The rookies doing a song or dance or whatever they do. But uh he did Billy Jean and it was great. I mean, nice. it was one of the best performances I've ever seen a rookie ever do. And it, you gotta watch it tonight, 10 o'clock uh Pacific time. And uh it's it's definitely worth it, which I'm excited about. I did enjoy football. I watched the Hall of Fame game. Did you watch it? Would you watch it at all, Hustler? I watched the condensed version. I, I did not watch it live. I, well, we'll just watch ones like that in the condensed 10 minute version. So I watched it and, you know, they, they showed Carr and Devonte Adams on the sidelines hanging out, which they yeah. should. They're good friends. They play college football together and their teammates finally on in the NFL. And yep. then they showed like Trevor Lawrence and a bunch of starters for Jacksonville, like not playing either, like relaxing and, pretending they're like NFL veterans that they deserve not to play. You know what? You guys had a horrible season. Man, that Hall of Fame game is a fucking joke. It doesn't matter. If your team played as bad as Jacksonville last year, you're playing every game possible to get better. Yeah, tell that to the L.A. Rams who don't play any of their starters in preseason. You you get that privilege. You get that privilege, player. They did that. They were doing that before they won anything. Well, again, Stafford's. We'll talk about him a little later. Don't worry. I have him as uh, one of a little teaser. I have him as one of the busts not to take this year. Uh, we'll talk about that. But again, a rookie, second-year quarterback who was very mediocre at best should be in there taking some handoffs and taking throwing some passes. Zero uh, point. There's zero point. To okay. That. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think it's that's what practice is for. Not a stupid-ass Hall of Fame game where someone can get hurt. Tear oh, their God, getting hurt. You know, it's people say that, oh, I'm going to get hurt during preseason. Claypool no, got I, hurt last year in the Hall of Fame game. Wasn't I remember. Shit I, I watched it live. I know the whole thing. I'm <laughs> just saying, that's a privilege not to play. If no, your team didn't play well in the preseason, it's not a you privilege. You don't get to play. No way. It's not a privilege not to play. You guys aren't even getting paid for the preseason. Like, you realize that, right? You're getting paid for the 18 I don't care. weeks during the you're, season, not the preseason. Your team. 
barely won a game last year. You should be out there practicing as much as you can to get some to to get something. I don't a Hall know of Fame game against a bunch of backups is not real practice <laughs> for the NFL. Pit streak backups. Okay, well, let's take away from the Hall of Fame and, and we do start, which I'm excited about. The first season of preseason starts this week. Uh, it should, be, you know, again, it's at least it's something. I know a lot of the starters are going to play. Do you watch preseason football? Do you care? Do you watch I, do. I, I watch more preseason football in one season than people probably watch in their entire life. <laughs> I don't. I really don't watch it. The only time you I watch it, at least the first quarter. You got to watch when the starters are in. Got to see I what guess. they're looking like. I barely. I just look at the stats at the end of the game. I, I go that, the, stats don't mean shit in no, the but preseason. I, I'm not seeing if it's like you certain. Got to see how they look. Backs. There's always a running. There's always like a you know like let's say in Seattle, Penny and Walker are going against each other. Who's first string? I just want to see who's who had a better game. Who might start begin the season? Some reason I watch. Yeah, but those stats aren't telling. What if Rashad Penny gets two rushes and they take him out after the first series because they just want to get Walker and the backups in there? It doesn't I, mean I, that I, Walker. I, I, I agree. I agree. But I'm just telling you, it's it's some indicator. At least it's something. I don't know. So let's talk about handcuffs and running backs. Let me explain to the audience what that means. Um, when you handcuff a player in football and at the running back position, especially you can't really do it at wide receiver tight end. It doesn't really work, but at running back, you're taking the backup for that player to end up taking the position because your starter is hurt. Correct. Well, you're, yeah, you, you get that person just in case, because you assume that the starter is going to get hurt sometime. So my philosophy is this, uh, you differ. You're totally the opposite. That's why I'll, t- oh, I'll yeah. take, I'll, I'll give you my top 10. Um, you, my philosophy is I'd rather have the backup on my roster than having a, a starter on a team that does not care about the run or does not run the ball that much. I, I'd rather waste a roster spot on a player who's a handcuff than on a bad running back who doesn't need anything in fantasy football except you're getting some handoffs and maybe occasional touchdown. But if you want to win your league how I feel, you got to have a handcuff. And if that handcuff ends up working out for you, like the, the player gets hurt and it really does work out, you can win your league. And I've done that many times, Hustler. I've done that. The boss has done that many times. And, you know, I started – I told you this. I started fantasy in the 80s when Walter Payton was playing – and and my my handcuff was Otis Anderson, and and Peyton went down. Otis took his spot, and I won the league. In the nineties, Terrell Davis went down. Cleveland Gary came in. He won me the league. So all that being said, that's why the handcuffs could be important. And and I'm giving you my top ten, not not on the best players, but the best program that utilizes that run. There's certain organizations that love to run the ball that always will run the ball. We'll use that number one running back in their system all the time until, until he gets hurt. Then the new guy comes in. So what's your philosophy in the handcuffs? Tell me why you're not a huge I hate fan. handcuffs. Fuck handcuffs. <laughs> if, if, if you're sitting on handcuffs, that means you're not making moves. And uh, so, okay, Josh, he throws one out here. Top handcuff RB, Alexander Madison. Oh, he, I hate Alexander Madison. I well, hate him but, this but, year. See, but hold on. But you I can't hate, hate but you can't hate I mean, we can't be boasting up these handcuffs because Alexander Madison. I'll tell you is why. I'll tell you example. why I don't like Alexander Madison. It's a perfect example, though. Perfect example. Literally what you said. A team that loves to run the ball. Uh, oh no, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Getting hurt whoa, 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 whoa. New new system in Minnesota. Everything's off. 
The system does not help Devin Cook. The system is a, it's, it's a, they're throwing emphasize more on throwing the ball. It's a whole new coach. It's a whole new philosophy, Minnesota. And Madison might even They're have not that going job to anymore. abandon the run. You don't pay a guy like Dalvin Cook that much money. I don't care if it's a new regime or not. He's you. on the books for that much money. He's they a are slant not going back. to not run the ball. He's a slant guy. He, he's. I'm telling you, don't pick Devin Cook either. Okay, okay. Okay. Right yeah, now. okay. Whoa, whoa, hold on. But you're 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 just contradicting yourself with the running. I hate handcuffs, so I'm gonna play devil's advocate and contradict everything that anyone's saying about these handcuffs. Okay, so let me give you my number one handcuff. Why you should take this player, why I feel Here this it. guy's gonna have a good year, regardless. Even if the starter is getting hurt, I still think he'll be the he'll be the thunder in Los Angeles for the Chargers. I like Isaiah Spiller, Texas AM rookie. He runs really hard. And Eckler. I always feel Eckler's like one hit away from getting hurt. So Spiller to me, I, I, I've been taking him in all my best ball things. I think Spiller, regardless if Eckler gets hurt or not, I think he'll get some playing time. I love Isaiah Spiller this year. And you heard from me first, Ross, the boss. Any thoughts on Spiller? Where do you take him in your draft? You don't you I, take him I, at all? I literally, I literally think Spiller is a waste of a pick. Because okay. we're talking about getting like guys like Alan Lazard. Like around his around his time, like we're we're talking about getting a potential number one wide receiver on a team, or getting a fourth round handcuff that we need to hope and pray that Austin Eckler gets hurt, so we'll get more than ten. These are eleventh, twelfth round picks. These aren't like seventh, eighth round guys. You insane? These guys are late guys. I get, you take. I play. You I play in a 10, 10 person league. These guys are available probably in waivers. Waivers. And the good reason for that, because guess what? He's not going to make any difference to my team in the first eight weeks of this season. And all he's going to be doing is clogging up a roster spot. And I could be using that roster spot to get a new wide receiver every week. Whoever's the new, whoever's the new uh, flavor of the week, because those flavors really hit and uh, I'll just wait. Someone's going to be dumb enough to draft Isaiah Spiller. And then they're going to drop him in week six. And then if Austin Eckler gets hurt, I'm going to be in there to swoop on them. So Aaron Jones, Dylan, of course, that's a great handcuff. If you have Jones, you better take Dylan on your team too. It's like a must. But how, any- but but see, but how is that? I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it because I've done it. But you're saying it's a must. Like A.J. Dylan is going like one round behind Aaron Jones, two it, rounds it, behind him. Again, it just depends how dumb your league is. He's being, dra- he's being drafted as a top 20 running back. It just depends how stupid your league is. We'll just say it also for Chubb and Hunt. We'll say the same thing. If you take Chubb, I did it today in a best ball. I did a best ball today. I was bored and I did a best ball. And uh, I took But these Chubb aren't handcuffs, I, though. Like the, well, I mean, I'm just saying that people are going to say, Ross, you know, uh, you didn't say this. I'm just saying these now just because these are like obvious ones, okay? These are the obvious I mean, ones. I feel like we can't even label these guys handcuffs because, like, these guys have independent, like, they're being drafted as flex players. They're not being drafted. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk Tennessee. Henry coming off a big injury. Yeah. Um, Tennessee loves to run the ball. They're a run organization. They always will be. They drafted this young running back out of Michigan, Hassan Haskins. Um, runs really. I saw him play in college. I'm sure he watched Michigan play last year. This guy can run. I don't watch. I don't watch college football. You watch. You don't watch any second. You don't watch any college football at all. No. Nope. Wow. I love college football. <laughs> uh, so I I love Haskins. I love him for Tennessee. Tennessee last year they had Foreman. Actually, now he's in Carolina. He's another 
handcuff that I love too, um, to be behind McCaffrey. I have a feeling, I hope he doesn't go down McCaffrey, but the odds are say he, he won't play every game. He'll probably miss a few here and there. And Foreman did a great job backing up Henry last year. So these are just handcuff ideas. You don't have to listen to us or me, especially who likes the handcuffs. Um, again, another obvious one is Javante Williams in Denver and, you know, Melvin Gordon, uh, you know, he'll get his handoffs. But if Williams goes down, Gordon's stock goes up tremendously. Do you agree? Yeah, and seeing Gordon's even one of those guys I don't even feel like should be labeled like a handcuff because I feel like he's going to be like a flex running back on most weeks anyways. And when I say flex, that means top 36 guy for those who don't understand. I, I agree. I mean, I, Gordon could be a guy that if somebody gets hurt on some other team, another team can go out and try to trade for Gordon too um, because he's a, he's a guy that I'm sure a lot of teams have their eye on. I mean, he still has running them. Uh, he proved the last yeah. year. I mean, he looked great last year. Yeah. Um, really good last year. Um, another guy that uh, gets hurt every year, and last year he really screwed me hard, was Antonio Gibson of the uh, Commanders. Almost said Redskins. Um, Antonio Gibson, every year they say, oh, this is going to be his breakout year. He can catch. He can run. He can dance. He can do that. that. Can't, he, can't, he, can, he can't even stay healthy. So – I, I like I like his his handcuff is this rookie named Brian Robinson, uh, senior or junior, excuse me. Uh, his dad doesn't play football. I don't know why they do juniors and seniors. It makes me nuts. Um, but this guy, another rookie, he went to a small program, Alabama. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, he was the uh, he was the first string running back at University of Alabama, an okay football program. Again, I like I like him a lot especially if you're drafting late, a lot of people don't know who he is, draft him, put him on your team and, and he'll, he'll, he'll earn some handoffs. Jamie, Jamie McKissick is a great guy to have on third down. He can catch the ball. Great. He's unbelievable. I love Jamie McKissick, but he's not a guy that's going to be running the ball in first down or second down. He's a, he's a third down guy, period. So the commanders with Carson Wentz as their quarterback I don't see their offense throwing the ball that much. What's your thoughts on, on Mr. Robinson? Um, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's kind of what, I mean, what was he? Third, fourth round guy. I, I as much as, uh, I think last year, the coach was just a dumbass for like saying, Oh, Antonio Gibson's going to be, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey 2.0 and just extra like hyping up shit. And so this year, yeah, he's not doing any of that extra like hyping up, you know, and um, it's awesome because now Gibson, even though I'm kind of avoiding him in all these drafts that I've been doing so far, I'm sure I'm going to have him somewhere because he just keeps dropping later and later. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm avoiding him. I'm avoiding a lot of parts of Washington's team in general, but I feel like their team is so bad. They're going to have to throw it a lot, too. I listen, they'll, they'll, their defense is, The defense is the best part of the team. I mean, their defense... They do play pretty good defense. They played it last year. And did they make the playoffs last year? I can't remember. Did they make the playoffs? Did they? I don't think so. Oh, okay. We got a question. You want to read it? Yeah. So Francisco said, there's more of a comment. Said in best ball, handcuffs are crucial. I usually draft uh, my RBs in pairs in best ball, especially in running offenses. Eagles RBs are great. In best ball, one, uh, one different hits every week. Yeah, for best ball, I, I could totally – I mean – when we were talking about this, we're talking about redraft, but yeah, for best ball, I'm really going to try to attack like an entire team's running back committee if possible. 
Okay, Ross the Boss is making a stand this year. I'm saying a comment, and I'll stand by it the rest of the year. He can haunt me the whole year about it. Uh, he mentioned the Eagles. I say Kenneth Gainwell has a breakout season. I say he's the main guy in Philadelphia. He'll have 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. Yeah. What do you think about that, Hustler? Hey, I mean, anything's possible on that uh, on, on that offense. I, I like Kenny Gainwell. I thought they kind of shafted him last year. They like Miles Sanders a little bit too much. They like Boston Scott a little bit too much. But uh, if some injuries happen, I mean, who knows? So Gain, Gainwell, handcuff him. He brought up the Eagles. I like Gainwell a lot. I feel he's going to have a pretty good season this year. Um, another handcuff that everybody knows. I'll say it, but I, I don't love it. I'm not going to say, oh, we got to do this. You, you take you take Elliot. You got to take Pollard. Wrong. Um, I, again, the, the running game for Dallas isn't what it used to be, and their line has is not the same offensive line that it was a couple years ago. They're not blowing people out of the out of the stadium anymore with their line. What, what's your thoughts on Elliot this year? What's your thoughts on Pollard? Do you feel that their running game will be there this year? Are you staying away from him? What are you doing with Elliot? Kind of just kind of just staying away from the Dallas backfield. It's been a little fluky after their line, you know, just started getting hurt over the last couple of years. And so, yeah, Zeke and Pollard, I mean, guys, I really don't like putting my chips on at all. Um, I mean, even Dak and CD, like Dak's the one who I think is like the safest, you know, out of everybody. But outside of that, I don't know. I'm not. Well, the, uh, well, not the thing about Dak is this. I mean, I, I, I think he's Hollywood. I think Dak has his receivers, Gallup. Washington and and with uh with the other guy going to Cleveland, you know, they're they're kind of decimated when it comes to wide receivers. They have CD Lamb, they have Schultz, and that's it. Everybody else is hurt or traded or gone. So yep. I mean, I, I he, that doesn't have his targets like he used to have. It's not the same team. So yep. I don't know what I don't know who else he's gonna throw to. I can't wait to find out. But I'll keep my eyes open because maybe I'll pick a receiver up if somebody appears from the dust. But for me with Dak, it's just, he has no receiver options compared to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady having a plethora of receiving options. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's, what's crazy. Cause like their offense isn't just going to be absolute trash the entire year. So we really no. don't think that they're going to be passing a lot. That means they're going to have to be running it a lot. I, I know. It's just, if he says Dallas is going to go undefeated in their division, I'm like, no, they're not. There's, the Eagles will beat them at least once. Um, what Now, Seattle's a good – I want to ask you about Seattle Seahawks. Then we'll move on about fantasy busts. Uh, Seahawks is a team that usually runs the ball. Um, they, they love running the ball. Pete Carroll loves picking that one running back and running him to death. Yep. Um, and this year, there's two guys. There's Penny, who gets hurt every year. San Diego State product, where you're from, San Diego. Yeah. And we got we got Mr. Kenny Walker the third, I believe, from University of Mich- Michigan State. He's a Spartan, um, who runs really hard. And it's a toss up who's going to be starting. I mean, they'll probably split handoffs, I guess, starting the season. But are you drafting any of these guys? Are you playing any of these guys from from uh, from Seattle? Or are you or just staying away? It depends on how far they fall. Um, like Penny, if we're talking about getting him as like a bench player, you know, like I'll, I'll take a shot. You know, Kenny Gainwell, you're gonna have to draft him a lot higher. Like 
I don't think I'd really touch him before the ninth or the tenth round in a super flex. I mean, single QB. I mean, that'd be a different story because he wouldn't fall that far. But yeah, he's someone that I mean, also another guy who I just kind of don't want to draft because we can even go back to a guy like Nick Chubb, who everyone was super hyped on as a rookie. He's drafted in all these leagues that I play in, and then he doesn't do anything for like a lot of weeks. He has like one week where he like goes off, but he only has like three carries, but it's like for a hundred and something yards and a touchdown. And uh, then everybody drops them in every single league that I'm in. And then Carlos Hyde gets traded and then I pick them up everywhere. And then of course I win like three championships that year because of a move just like that. And so that's why I say, you don't even have to get these handcuffs. You really don't even have to draft these rookies because people are going to get annoyed with it because everyone's making moves. And if you don't have a really deep bench, you got to make moves every week. I like that. So in, in your fantasy league, how deep is your bench? Do you, do you go deep in the bench or do you guys have a like a four or five player bench? Why? Well, I, I mean, you got to remember, I play in like 60 something leagues. I know, you know but when, I mean, when you control it, when you're the commish, when it's when it is the when it is your league and you have all controls, what what how many bench players do you usually allow? It's probably going to be seven or eight bench spots, but we're yeah. talking about having close to 20 starters as well. Oh, I love your league. I can't wait to go against you. Uh, and then do you have a special category? I mean, because of COVID and people sitting out, do you have more injured reserve players this year? Yeah, I, I've still, yeah, until we like really get away from COVID, like all these ones, I mean, we used to have like two IR spots in a lot yeah, of these too. and now it's up to like four, you know, just, I mean, the COVID shit, we just have to, we have to adapt. Yeah. I and mean, if anybody watching has any suggestions on handcuffs and what you've been doing in your drafts, I'll be happy to uh, talk about it with you. So type away, let us know. Um, Anybody that you're drafting that that you don't like handcuffs, but anybody you're drafting that you feel could be handcuffed that I missed today. Um, so I really do like Jamal Williams because, um, I mean, someone who you're getting super, super, super late. Uh, I just got him in our 32-team league that we're doing in, like, the seventh round, but it's, like, 32 in each uh, – in each round. So, I mean, we're up into like the two hundreds already, it seems like. And, uh, cause really swift. I mean, he's one of those guys who always gets hurt. Um, but I also think he holds like independent, uh, value as well. So whether swift is hurt or not, I still feel like on certain weeks, William's going to be able to get you some points because of his pass catching. And then the other one who I really like is a double barrel, Daryl Williams going over there to Arizona, which Arizona has got the most like, what is it? Most goal to go like rushes since Cliff Kingberry's like got there. So they just run the ball a lot. Connor, someone who, I mean, he still never played a full, um, a full season, you know, at all. And there's really no one else besides him and Connor over there. So someone who I think could hold some independent, you know, flex value on certain weeks as well. And those guys are like free. Cause you're getting them like literally at the end of the draft, maybe even sometimes undrafted. I agree. I like Daryl Williams. He came from Kansas city. Um, he can run, he can catch, do everything. He'll, he'll get some playing time anyway. You'll see him in there for Connor. Anyway, Connor is not a guy that can, that plays every down. They they'll take him out for a blow and, and he'll come back in. But Daryl Williams. Yeah. He's, he's available probably 98% of the leagues. No one's drafting this guy. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm staying away from Mark Ingram in the, in the saints. I'm staying away from him. Um, he showed me nothing last year. He even, I don't think, Kamari, I mean, do you think he'll be suspended? What's what's going on with his 
Well, if he is, it's not going to be at the beginning of the season. They pushed off um, his uh, his court case got rescheduled for they said two months. So I think it's like the beginning of October or end of September, somewhere like that, because it happened a couple weeks ago. So he's going to start the season. So I mean, that's that was the only reason why a lot of people were all over Ingram. It's like, well, Kamara's going to miss six games or whatever it is. So yeah, we better get Ingram because he'll be the starter. Nope, it's not going to go down that way. So a couple other sleepers I like. I like um, Singletary as a starter in Buffalo. I like his backup cook. Um, they drafted him, uh, and I think he'll get some playing time. Um, he played at University of Georgia. Very strong runner. I We'll see what happens. I mean, he just it's a sleeper. You, I had Connor and, and Williams also. Another one is in Houston. Uh, I think Mac's going to be their starting running back. But I love Pierce, too, as, their, as they handcuff there. In uh, Houston, I think um, he'll have a really good year as a rookie. We'll see what happens. But um, those are my sleepers when it comes to handcuffs. Um, anything else when it comes to uh, handcuffs? Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. So, my so last- let's, talk, let's talk really quick. I put a little list together. I was just bored last night. I put my fantasy busts, my predictions of busts, not because they're going to, not because they're like not going to play just because they're, they're being drafted kind of high. And these are players that are just being drafted high that I feel that are not going to play up to their potential. That's what I'm telling you. That, that, that's what I'm yeah. saying about it. So don't get mad when I mention a player and you're like, oh, that guy's good. Why are you saying he's a bust? Well, he's going to be a bust because he was drafted way too high, you know, hustler. And there's a reason why. Yeah. So the first one, I don't know why everybody jumps on this guy's bandwagon. I have not drafted him in any of my leagues. Is Cam Akers of the Rams. And, you know, he got hurt last year, came back, looked bad. Uh, Before that, he was never like a superstar, never proved to me he was great. I mean, people think people put him on a pedestal. I don't know why. He was never proven in the NFL that he's a great running back. He hasn't. Well, he did good in the playoffs like two years ago, the fantasy playoffs for like two games or whatever. When everyone else got hurt, that's what it was. So Cam Akers to me is just – People are drafting him. Where's he being drafted? I mean, Hustler, fifth round? Uh, yeah, ish, something like that. I mean, I mean he's going around RB twenty. Guy that you stay away from, or do you like Cam Akers? No, I mean he's someone. Um, I mean he starts. He's getting up there amongst like the AJ Dillons and Josh Jacobs. You know, he's kind of oh, in wow. that territory. So I mean, he's being drafted around like, let's say RB twenty two to twenty eight, like somewhere in there where it's like fringe rb2 guys as you're starting that's what it is it's starting to get into flex territory at that point so i mean i i feel like he was drafted with a lot more like expectations as well a you would yeah you wouldn't see me taking him at all i i'd rather take daryl henderson i mean that's me i think henderson's going to get the job anyway and i like how i like how he runs a lot better than cam Akers. uh you know but the rams running game last year wasn't that great i mean their passing game was Cooper Cup broke a lot of records last year. So, and Stafford looks great. Talking about Stafford, I might have him on my bust list. I'm worried about his arm. I'm worried about his health. He's 34 years old. He's going into the he's going into a season when he won the Super Bowl, harder schedule. Uh, which I'm putting him on my bust list. I feel he's not going to have a great year. I say he has a mediocre year at best. What are your thoughts? Uh I, we still talking about Cam Akers? I'm off to Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Okay, no, I think you're crazy. I mean, uh, 
The uh, <laughs> I was confused there for a second. Yeah, it's I, okay. I, feel, I understand. I'd say Matthew Stafford. It, it's, Sean Mc, arm. it's Sean McVay's. I mean, offense. Like, I mean, it, it's going to be health for Stafford because he's already got what they say something with his elbow or something is going on. I, I mean, if it's because of injury and that's why he regresses, like that's one thing. But their offense is too high powered. Like, I, I just don't see them slowing down. Sean McVay is, uh, I mean, he's a product of the Shanahan, you know, system and everything that they got going on over there. And he just took it to a totally different level. Like, their offense is amazing. Their team is spending like all the money in the world. All like, the money. I mean, all the money. I just feel Stafford, age is going to catch up with him this year. And he won the Super Bowl. His incentives are low. And, I'm just taking him as one of my busts. Another bust is Dak Prescott. You heard it from me first. Ross the boss. Uh, no Gallup. He's hurt. He's coming back midseason. Washington, they're the receiver. He's hurt midseason. And um, and they're and then Cooper, their star receiver, he's gone. He's in Cleveland. So I think Dak's going to really not benefit having those receivers healthy. And I think he's going to have a mediocre year at best. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he is someone when it comes down to uh... – to draft in the, you know, these QBs, whether it's super flex or whatever, he's kind of a guy who I've been jumping over. I mean, their offense compared to years past, this isn't one of those years where you're like, Oh, Cowboys are going to be like a really, they could be a top 10 offense, you know, potentially. And now their defense is way better than it's ever been. It so is. now that's just like less reason for them to have to get into shooting. Okay. I have a quiz question for you. How many years has Prescott and Zeke Elliott been playing together for? Wasn't it, I mean, isn't it their whole career? But how many years has it been? What was it, 2016 when they were drafted? So it's, like, been seven, it's, been seven, it's been seven years. It's been the quickest seven years of my life. I mean, time flies. Was it 2016? I think you're right, yeah. It makes sense if it's, yeah. So that's a long time. My other bust, Amari Cooper, Cleveland, uh, no quarterback really. And Cleveland has not had a 900-yard pass receiver. For years. I mean, it's been years since they had a guy break 900 yards. So I think Cooper is being drafted. Another guy that's being drafted fifth or sixth round, at least. Um, Mari Cooper, great year, great years in Dallas. It's not going to do it in Cleveland. He's, he's been a bust. What do you think? I mean, he's been dropping. Um, I mean, he's he's probably not being drafted that high anymore since he did get traded to uh, to Cleveland. But yeah, with the QB information, um, with the lack of QB information that we have over there, I mean, just not someone who I'm super excited to get because he's always someone who's been like one good game, one mediocre game, one good game. Somebody else that uh, you're a Vegas guy and he's a Vegas player is Mr. Waller, the tight end for Vegas. I'm staying away. You got, you got Renfro, you got Adams, you got Waller, all guys who had over a thousand yards receiving the past couple of years. All, all three of them have. Somebody's going. Somebody's been losing receptions because of Adams' arrival in uh, in Las Vegas. I feel it's going to be Waller, and I feel he'll have a good year. It's not like he's going to be bad. He's just not going to have the year where you draft him. He'll be, you know, he's not going to be a, your tight end. He's not going to be a top five tight end this year. He'd be a top ten, but I don't see him being a top five. What do you think? I think unless he gets injured, the tight ends are so shitty that I think he'll be all right. But if he is drafted, you know, third round, fourth round, I mean, that's a little bit um, too high, you know, for me, for sure. But um, I really think it's going to be Renfro that regresses. Um, I mean, Waller, I mean, he's a big freak of nature. 
And I don't care about the the rapport that Carr and Renfro have because him and Waller have the same rapport. So that kind of shit is like just out the window. It's really just who's going to be open more. And Waller's just such a big target that even when he's not open, he's really open. I mean, Renfro is the best kept secret in fantasy football. He really is. I mean, this guy, fantasy numbers are like top 10 receiver. I mean, people don't respect Hunter Renfro at all. I don't know why. Um you know, he's one of these guys that people don't draft him till the fifth, sixth, seventh round. And if you look at his numbers the past couple of years, look at last year's numbers on Renfro. I mean, he, he's top five. I mean, he, he great, unbelievable years with this guy. So, I, like you said, having Adams double team maybe could help him. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, Derek Carr should have an unbelievable year having those three guys to pass to. Um, do you draft Derek Carr as your starting quarterback if you're if you're on your fantasy teams? Yes or no? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it, it's one of those things. If you play in a lot of leagues like me, it's really like where you get the best value. And, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of times you're getting him as QB 13, 14. So I, I, I know that I have drafted him in a few of these leagues, and um, I, I'm not going to be afraid of drafting him, that's for sure. Anything with, with before we go, I want to ask you one question. I kind of tipped it off a little bit, but with preseason games starting this week, is there anything that you want to watch or want to see this curiosity factor when it comes to fantasy football and what you should be looking for? So I watch as many of these games as possible. And really it's like just watching like literally in week one, it may just be one series of one game, you know, on each side of the ball. And that's it. Cause starters get pulled. Once the starting QB is not playing, I almost don't even pay attention because they're usually the one who gets pulled first anyways. Yeah. My favorite thing is people ask me, Hey, do you want to go watch the Rams play preseason? I'm like, no, why would I want to watch a bunch of like guys are going to be cut the next week? Play? I don't really, you know, it's like, I'd rather watch it on TV. I mean, if somebody offered you free tickets to go watch a Raider game preseason, are you there? Are you putting are you putting probably the whole not. makeup on? Are you wearing the shoulder pads? What are you doing? I'm probably not going to the preseason game, <laughs> even if it was free tickets. <laughs> well, that's yeah, our play- show for this week. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Please send us comments. We'll answer them. Tell your friends about our show. We, we love talking fantasy football. And next week, we're going to talk. Definitely, we're going to talk about hard knocks. Definitely. And we, we get to talk about preseason, what's going on with preseason. I hope there's no major injuries. I, I'm praying, but you know that there will be. And you and I have to report it and talk about it and how those injuries are going to affect your fantasy teams. And, of course, we'll talk about that, too. Anything else you want to talk about next week, Hustler? Uh, we'll figure it out. We do got one question here from Trey before we get out of here. He said, half point PPR redraft. Uh, who's a better late round stash between Melvin Gordon, Corduroy, Patterson? Do you want to go first or let me go first? Uh, so I, I'm going to be on the Melvin Gordon side, just going to be a better offense. And I do like, uh, Corduroy Patterson, what he did Corduroy pimping Patterson, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Their, their, their offense is going to be a lot weaker than it was last year. I don't want to bank on too many Falcons, if any. Yeah. The problem with Atlanta is this, they'll be behind in games, which means you can't run the ball. You got to pass the ball. So you'll be seeing a lot more passing than running in Atlanta. And they do have that rookie, um, running back, uh, that they drafted out of BYU. What's his name? Algier, right? Yeah, Algier, who actually 
really quick, he was eighth on the depth chart today. Atlanta released their depth charts, and he was number eight. He was behind a defensive back for running for the running back position. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why everyone hypes up these rookies just because they get drafted. It doesn't mean that they're – just because someone's drafted doesn't mean that they're ever going to see the NFL field. Like, could literally be that, that range of outcomes. I That's why – I agree with you. That's why we play the game. And that's why, you know, there's preseason just to test out the rooks and see if they're worth, worth the keep. Uh, well, I'm Ross, the boss. I love talking fantasy football and I'm here with the hustler, baby. Hustler, any, yeah. any final words? No, just don't draft any handcuffs. Just don't do it. Uh, <laughs> don't listen to them folks. Draft don't do it. Now. Make moves every week. <laughs> We're out of here. All right, we're out of here. See you guys later. Peace.